China's treasury bond market is the world's third largest single country bond market. Foreign ownership of this market has jumped by 84% from a year ago. Now, for the first time in Hong Kong, an exchange traded fund has been launched that tracks Chinese treasury and policy bonds. To tell us more about investing in the Chinese bond market, I'm joined now by Frederick Chu, head of ETFs at China Asset Management. Good morning, Frederick. Hi, good morning. Could you give us an idea of the size of the Chinese bond markets overall at the moment? Yeah, the China, it's, uh, right now, it's the second largest uh, bond market in the world, just after US. Uh, right now, the size is almost about uh, 10 trillion US dollar. So it's uh, pretty substantial market. It is, yeah. It, it obviously consists of, uh, you know, govies, uh, you know, the quasi-governments, like the policy banks, as well as the local governments and credits, corporates as well. So it's quite a wide-ranging bond market. How do the bonds trade? Uh, there are two ways that the bond can be traded in China. Uh, majority of them, I mean, like not over 90, 95% of the bonds are actually traded on the interbank bond market, uh, which consists of you know, brokers, banks, and all the participants who can freely trade on the CGBs and all the um, uh, credits and corporates. Uh, the rest of the 5% is actually traded on the exchange, so mainly on the Shanghai, uh, Shanghai Stock Exchange. Uh, and those are primarily consists of the uh, uh, Convertible bonds. And can they be bought by foreign investors? Yes. I mean, uh, uh, several years ago, the uh, PBOC has opened up the bond market uh, via the CIBM channel. Uh, so right now, the uh, uh, foreign investors, if they want to trade uh, on the uh, interbank bond market, there are several assets that they can trade through. Uh, one is via the CIBM Direct. That's what, that's what we call them. Uh, the second one is obviously the, the, the upcoming uh, the, the Bond Connect mm-hmm. program. Um, the most oldest uh, way to trade it, it's is obviously the Q fee and RQ fee, which, you know, part of the uh, quota can be used for uh, fixed income tradings. So the Bond Connect scheme, like the Stock Connect scheme, is going to make a big difference, I presume, to the way in which people can access that market and the ease in which they can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stock Connect is the game changer for the China capital markets. Uh, one of the um, the major advantages of the pre-funding, um, which uh, the QV and LQV requires and Stock Connect does not require. Uh, Bond Connect rides on the same mechanism as the Stock Connect, which that, you know, uh, improves the efficiency of the settlements and improves the efficiency of the capital info outflow. And what has been the performance of the Chinese bond market recently? Well, I think if we look at the uh, Chinese bond market, we have to look at it into uh, two aspects. One is the uh, governments, uh, government and quasi-governments. Now, China, it's... um, uh, uh, the, the, the CGB and, and the policy band bond are actually the um, investment-graded uh, uh, fixed income products, uh, globally-rated. Um, so given the same level of um, uh, country risk as China, uh, it does carry uh, relatively higher uh, returns mm-hmm. as compared to, to other countries with the same standard. Um, the second aspect is on the credit side. When I say credit side, I actually mean... T- uh, the local governments and the uh, corporates, the SOEs. Now, those are a little bit tricky because we, um, I mean, everyone is worried about how these bonds are being rated by uh, domestic rating agencies. Uh, we know there are four a- rating agencies in China, J- uh, JVs with uh, Moody's and, and so and so forth. Uh, however, the rating co- uh, mechanisms in China, it's kind of different from the uh, global standards. Um, so if we look at uh, a more safe type of investments, that would for sure be uh, the CGBs and the quasi-governments. And we're seeing more defaults because of this crackdown on excess leverage and financial risk. I- is that a concern? And do you expect to see more defaults over the year? Uh, in the short term, it's 
it's um, inevitably uh, going to be impacting the uh, overall economy uh, to a certain extent because deleveraging is one of the main agenda for the, for the Chinese government. But if we look at the longer term, uh, those companies who go default is because they are, uh, first of all, they are not having a healthy balance sheet. Second of all, they are over leveraged on their uh, existing loan portfolio. And third, it's because they get used to being backed by the states. Mm-hmm. So whenever they goes, anything goes wrong, they expect the states to compensate for them. Now, allowing the defaults means that, you know, they have to change their way that they operate their business and they have to change the way of the, their, their expectations on the states would back them up whatsoever. So in the longer term, the defaults actually will give um, a, a more healthy injection towards the overall China debt market as well as the uh, corporate governance. Now, Chinese bonds have been added to the Bloomberg Barclays Global Aggregate Index. How significant is that? Uh, we think it's going to be very significant in terms of the perception towards the uh, China fixed income market. Now, let, let's first look at the figures. The Bloomberg Aggregate Index, the Global Aggregate Index, worth about $55 trillion in terms of uh, capital tracing it. Um, the weighting for China is 5.5 over a 20-year span, which means that over the tw- uh, sorry over the 20-month span, which means that the, for the 20-month uh, period, there's going to be 3 trillion US dollars going into the China fixed income market to uh, trace the uh, uh, govies and, and the policy ban bonds. Now, uh, because it's a 20-month time span, which means that you won't be expecting on a day one, there will be a chunk of money flowing into China, same same as the uh, uh, MSCI inclusion. But over the long span, I think there are, there are a couple of uh, impacts towards the the, 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 uh, Chinese, uh, the China fixed income market. First is the, like I said, the perception, the confidence of mm-hmm. uh, foreign investors over the endorsement by Bloomberg to include part of the um, assets on, on China. And secondly, most importantly, is, is that the um, global investors, they are forced to you know, hold uh, China government bonds. Now, you've just launched at China Asset Management a new bond index exchange traded fund, which I think is the first one, isn't it, uh, in Hong yes. Kong. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, it's, uh, we, we track the index which Bloomberg is using to feed into the uh, global, global aggregate bond index. It's called the um, uh, China Government Plus Policy Bank Bond Index. It's an open-ended index, which means that it consists of one to ten year uh, uh, in terms of tendency. And the, um, the split between CGB and Policy Bank Bond are actually uh, uh, 50-50, almost 50-50. So it's, um, you know, in terms of uh, risk premium, it's relatively low because it's government and quasi-government. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the return, because of the policy band bond normally pays more than the CGB does, uh, which means that the U-curve can be pulled up a little bit. And we, we need to uh, bear in mind that the, uh, the, the, the U-curve for China fixed income market is relatively flat. Um, so which means that um, the, the way that you allocate more into a three to five year, let's say, or seven to 10 years does not really affect the U return. And where does this trade? Uh, it's trade at the moment. It's trade by CIBM Direct, mm-hmm. and we will. Uh, we are actually undergoing the uh, Bond Connect uh, account opening at the moment. So, if retail investors want to participate in the Chinese bond market. An ETF like this, is that a good way? And are there other ways also in which retail investors can participate? Well, it, it, it's much more easier now because for, for retail investors, you, you can you can come up with like always like two, three million dollars for buying a single bond. Uh, now you can, you, uh, you know, go via an ETF, which is more transparent, low cost and just like buying a stock. But then you can get access to, you know, such a great market. Frederick, thank you very much. Thank you, Pete. That was Frederick Chu of China Asset Management. 
Money Talk Extra will take a summer break for 10 weeks, so thank you for listening during this series, and I hope you've found some useful tips, resources, and advice on managing your personal financial affairs during these programmes. You can keep any questions or comments you have coming by emailing moneytalk at rthk.hk or posting on our Facebook page whilst we're away, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Have a good weekend and a great summer. This is Peter Lewis signing off.